Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank on a Thursday morning. I'm Scott Prather. It's Thursday. It means I am joined by the host of the morning lock in. That would be Mr. Norman Locke. Yes, Good morning, sir. Norm. How are you? Good morning, Scott. How are you doing? Well, I didn't realize you had any eligibility left. I still got, I could be a graduate transfer. I got one year of graduate school. So, you know, the Cajuns did sign a few transfers yesterday. Now, I noticed they didn't list Norman Locke on any of their list of signees, but um, it was a late, late. Late. Over on 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 Twitter, uh, you, you you put out that you know you sign sign your NLI and and you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I talked to Billy. I talked to the rest of the coaches. Um, I will be <laughs> playing this Saturday against Coastal Carolina, and I'm ready. Oh wait, so you're <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're going to use up. So this year they're just allowing some of the new signees to already play. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a special rule when you're a swag specialist. You know, I love that. <laughs> you get uh, special amenities that everybody else doesn't get to have. So uh, I will be pretty Cajun's game this weekend. So look for me on the sideline. There you go. All right, I will be. Oh, and then and then so you're gonna fly back. You're open with a conference championship in hand, and then just the next morning, just get on the air, do the show, talk about the bowl game you're gonna go to, or and then go to New Orleans for the Kansas City New Orleans game. Yeah, I'm all over, baby. Bet. That's a busy weekend. <laughs> it's a busy weekend. You going to that game for real? No, 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 no. Uh, limited capacity there. More limited by the day, apparently. It is. If I pre-try to get a ticket through uh, Tyron Matthew, but through the limitations, it's super limited oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So he's buying tickets from his teammates in order to try to get as many people to, uh, to Somebody uh, tweeted me last week. Like, if the Saints go to the Super Bowl, you go on. I'm like, if somebody buys me one of those limited tickets, sure. But like you're talking about, if if somebody wants to go to the Super Bowl this year in Tampa and their team's in it, it probably costs you your own. Oh, I mean, you're talking about the hardest ticket because normally every every coach in the league. Gets two tickets. Every player, every player in the league has the option to get two tickets, mm-hmm. and then each player on the teams that are in it get, I mean, three or four. I mean, the, the amount of tickets in a normal year that are accessible to fans is pretty limited per team. It's usually, I don't know, eight percent maybe in terms of stadium capacity, and then on the secondary market, they're way up there. This year, hmm. probably like twenty thousand dollars for a seat. Oh my gosh! Easy. If you try to get some on the secondary market this year, I don't. I maybe more than that, honestly. You ever seen one? And of those- it depends who plays in the game. But if it's a fan base that's like rabid, it, you you're gonna have to have Buku. You're gonna have to have BS money if you want to go to the Super Bowl. You ever seen? There's there's like a group of guys that have snuck into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I have a mask on. I just grab a ladder. That's all he did. Was those videos are so disturbing? They just had like a fake badge, and they yeah. were like, "No, Scott, all he had was a ladder." <laughs> Which just, Super Bowl was this? This was maybe four years ago, that's five it. years ago. I mean, that's it. Like they walked in with a ladder, got past the security everywhere, and then, like you said, once they're in the game, they're in the game. You don't have to sit down. You can just keep walking Walk around. around. Hey, walk around. I, Keep it moving. Might be the wave in Tampa. Good luck. <laughs> don't call me when you need that bail money. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, <sighs> Scott, can you come get me? I'm in Tampa, uh, PD's Prink Sync. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm I'm in Lafayette, and I don't have that kind of bail money. I gave it to my friend who said he was going to buy me a ticket to the Super Bowl. It was my life savings, but he just bought it. So he's there. Maybe he can help you when he gets out of the game. No. No, no. That's – that's. I, I the Super Bowl is going to be – we th- we talk a lot about the fact that it's 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 weird that you don't have you know your your packed stadiums and whatnot. But I think now in these NFL games, Norm, we're so far into it. Like I'm used. I'm not saying I'd be used to it forever, but I mean I'd be like we're used to it at this point. I don't know if when the Super Bowl happens, that's going to be like uh, okay. I'm not used to this. I mean you're used yeah. to just the pageantry and every seat filled and all this stuff and the celebrity sightings and halftime. And this year it's like. Probably going to be a bare-bones operation in terms of what a Super Bowl would look like. Yeah, it's like, you know, do the big brands that pay all the money for the commercials, are they going to invest as much money? Are they going to be as funny? Do they? Are they going to be, you know, are they even able to film commercials? Are they going to be running some dead stock media that they've been having for years or something, you know? Like you say, the pageantry, I see that even the game, the playoff game is going to be broadcasted on Nickelodeon. Like, I see the NFL is trying. They're trying to do some different things. It's got to be the NFC East game, right? Whoever they're playing, or are they going to do a different one? Hmm. I don't know, but right now, right now, today, today, the NFC least got a win over the number one defense in the NFL. And it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The are the Saints still ranked statistically? Defensively, after that horrendous performance, I don't know. Why, why don't you update us? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'll. I, 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 I haven't. I, it's been when you have a, when you have a game like this was that ugly where you just get your butt whooped. I don't know. I don't. I don't run to say, "Oh, let's see how high they're still ranked." That's kind of like you don't. You don't get to talk about how good your stats are after a game like that. You just. You gotta. You gotta spend a week and just <laughs> just suck on that L all week and. You can lose to the Chiefs, but if you play better and you lose, then all right. I, I might hear a little more positivity. I, I don't want to. I, I don't, don't want to hear stuff after that game. That was yeah, just, not not after like two hundred and sixteen yards by two players after not giving up a hundred yard rusher in fifty six games. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's, you know, it's. I don't know why. I don't know nobody. I mean, you, if you want to talk about the Saints on here this week, you better acknowledge that they. We're horrible on yeah. Sunday. Oh man, on all three phases, you know, Will Lutz missing kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't know. I couldn't put my finger on it. Maybe. You're having a perfect onside kick and then just getting manhandled under the pile. Uh, oh, manhandled. Duke Riley. I do. I told you Duke, a story about Duke, Duke Riley I, was Duke, good. Hey, Duke, he was good on Sunday. Hey, Duke Riley got uh, what, what? What Gronk say? No, I mean, what Kelsey's little term is? You got a party with a per? You got a. Play the party or something like that is the epitome of Duke Riley. All right, so like here's he's, here's your here's your uh, no, he doesn't mess around. He he's he's a dog. No, 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 he's no. a dog. He's he's one of those linebackers that you if you go in the wrong bar, he's fighting in there. That's coach, the coach, o, you see, Coach O. Um, I did not read his book that he came out with. I don't know a month ago or so. Yeah, I, but he, he did didn't write it. But he did his well. A lot of guys they read it with an author. <laughs> Um, got the Ugra. So he he, uh, but but he did like a media tour and stuff, and you'd hear him. But he constantly referred to this moment where he felt like I don't know if it was the year before the national championship team or or maybe early in the season. I think it was the year before. 
but he said that Duke Riley was back on campus. I guess the Falcons had a bye week or something uh, where Riley used to play, if I'm not mistaken. And he, like, went to – he, like, saw the team like it was like a team meal or something, and he just sat there and, you know, watched it. Then he went to practice, and then Coach O's like – he said Duke came up to him and said, hey, do you mind if I, if I say something to the team? He said, oh, you know, sure. He said he just, like, lit, lit into all of them. Like – this is absolute bleep and bleep. Like you playing at LSU. Like what are you doing? Like you're leaving your trays. You're not picking up after yourself. You're like going, you know, half speed at practice. Like what do you what, like? He's like, this is why you lost. This is maybe after they lost to Troy or something. He's like, why do you think stuff like this happens? He's like, if you you're like if you don't get your stuff together, you don't even belong here. He said he just lit into all of them, and he said they all responded. And this was Duke Riley, who was he was good at LSU, but he wasn't like you know Belichick. He wasn't like a, a whatever the the um, not he's a swag specialist. Whatever the linebacker award is for best player, but he said they all listened, and he felt like it was one of the biggest moments of them turning it around. Maybe they need to bring him back. Maybe he talked to him before that Florida game. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, Duke Riley seeing him on Sunday was like this. This guy's a player, man. Yeah, now nah, he was flying around, and and you know who wasn't flying around? Taysom Hill. And, and, you know, I'm watching the game, and last game prior, you know, I, I was like, Taysom went through his progressions. Taysom looked a little bit better in the pocket, and I was against a, a horrendous defense who we came on your show the week prior. We said, you know, Taysom Hill doesn't like throwing in the zone. And the Falcons still. I didn't say he doesn't like. I said he's not good at it. He's not good at. it. I'm sorry. I mean, he doesn't like to, and he's not good at it. It's, it both two things can be true. You're a half second too late at quarterback in the NFL when you're processing what you're seeing and and your toes. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, and so and the line was bad. That's not an excuse for him, but the line was all they got manhandled. The old line that the old line, especially the interior of it, is the biggest concern. I think it should be. If it's not already, if you're a Saints fan and you're listening, it should be your biggest concern when it comes to the postseason. It has been. I mean, the, interiorly, that when Aaron Donald got in, and that's how Drew Brees got hurt. Interior, interiorly, the Vikings. That's how the the, the Saints lost the Vikings playoffs. And that's how the Niners busted yeah. up his of half of his ribs and his lung, and twice. You know, between Pete Easton, who has a concussion, and Ruiz, the rookie, they. They have been really good in the run game. Yep. Run blocking, boy, pass protection. Nice uh, By the way, you mentioned Aaron Donald. The Saints um, are no longer the top-ranked defense statistically. That belongs to the L.A. Rams. Okay. Second is the Saints. Third is the Steelers, okay. who have dropped two in a row. Fourth is Washington football, football team. team. Fifth is the Niners. Sixth is the Colts. Seventh is the Bucks, eighth Packers, ninth Chargers, tenth Patriots. The Chargers are nice. Ooh. They got some talent there, but Anthony Lynn, I told you, he got to stay. Nah, it's didn't know. Did you see that? Did you see that moment last Sunday where they tried to run out their field goal team with nine with, seconds and counting at the end of the half? Yeah, and I that that the that field stuff. Goal it just, all right, 269-1077. Talking some NFL to kick things off. We'll get back into signing day a little bit as well. Talk some college football, the college football playoff. 
Tim Brando's been just going off on the college football playoff committee. He'll be on the show tomorrow with me. Look forward to talking to him, him listening to him. Just tell it like it is. But that's all coming your way. Let's head to the phone lines, though, 269-1077. I'm Scott Prather. That is Norman Locke on a Thursday morning. It's cold outside. I hope you're warm and your heater's on. Welcome into the show. Hello. Yeah, I'm I'm a little warm. <clears throat> but my question to Norm is if his, he's uh, ready to apologize and tell me I was right that the Eagles could possibly beat the Saints because he was so sure mm. it was wasn't so going to sure. happen. You know what? Let me apologize to you right now. I'm sorry I had faith in the Saints and Taysom Hill to beat an NFC team that we beat up on, you know, majority of the time. I'm sorry. I just expected more out this former number one defense and, you know, this offense that just can score. That was 7-8-0 and eight and oh with a backup quarterback and Michael Thomas was the greatest receiver in the league. I was, I was just, you know, I was all those storylines, you know, it was just wrapped around my head. I got messed up. I'm sorry, but my my vision is clear now. I'm still on the path of Taysom Turbo Tebow is the reason that the Saints would not be successful. Uh, he also said that he thinks he should be the starter against the Chiefs if the Saints. You know, they have a better shot to win against the Chiefs. You did say that as well. Brees, that's, yes, just, that's silly. Okay, well, here's, here's, silly. here's what I want to say about Taysom Hill. <clears throat> My only issue and concern with Taysom Hill is is that in the four or five games that he's played quarterback in now, he's got eight fumbles. He's lost four. I thought he played running back. He's got, he's, got, he's, got t- he's got ten fumbles this year, I think. Yeah, he has ten on the year. Yeah, he's lost. got ten this year. But I'm, I'm talking about his quarterback. At quarterback, he's got eight. He's lost four. If you extrapolate that over a season, that's 32 fumbles and 16 lost. That would absolutely shatter Aaron Brooks' record that everybody lost their mind about. And the reason why it's frustrating, and it's not because of you, Scott. I'm not saying you, you, you're, you're super even-level-headed about it. It's all of the fans that I know, people that I know, that are these huge Jason fans. But, man, when Aaron Brooks did that back in the day in the 2000s, they were ready to like, find him and put him on a stake because they were just so mad at him because he, didn't, he couldn't protect the ball. You know, he, he smiled too much, all this and that. And Taysom Hill is over here committing two turnovers. What a and everybody smile. wants to point at the defense. No, he's not smiling. And my biggest issue with that is that when the Saints don't turn over the ball, I forgot what the stat is, but under Sean Payton, I think they've literally lost one game I mean, I mean, in their entire time under his control. Statistics are be on so your my side. Personal you opinion, my personal opinion is that they don't turn the ball over, they win that game. And if I look at it and turn the ball over, that's my issue. I'll hang up the list. Yeah, I, they they might they might have still lost. I mean, one of those fumbles was on a fourth down. So even if he holds on to it, it's it's Philly's ball there. But um, but no. But to his point, I'll say what I said last week, and I've said this week. If the the biggest issue for me was was his fumbling, and if he continues to fumble, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Peyton's how much Peyton's going to use Hill in that Swiss Army knife role. When Breeze comes back, if he keeps fumbling. I mean, Mark Ingram is really good. He fumbles twice in a game. We're putting Tim Hightower in. That guy was out of the league for a year, but you're getting benched today and next week. 
Like that's how serious he was about it. Now the difference is Hill's Hill's role, which I, I by the way, I like I like Taysom Hill in that role. I think he's good at it. He's a good guy. He, in the Swiss Army knife role, it's not like while there's a drop off from Ingram to Hightower, but if Hightower protects it, he'll play. That's they're they're doing some of the same thing. They're running the same plays. It's not like you have someone else in that role that Hill plays. So now I I was I was I was of the belief that man when Breeze comes back you're not going to see him in that role as much. But I think Sean's still going to put him out there in that role yeah, simply because limited touches. yeah he's good at it. But once he gets back in that role, if there's a fumble, that's when I think Sean's like okay enough is enough. Like I don't think these fumbles as the quarterback is going to reduce his his touches in the Swiss Army knife role. And I know we overuse that that cliche, but I can't think of another a better one at this point. But if he goes back into that role and then he puts it on the turf and it costs them, or if he just puts it on the turf at all, now I think Sean's going to be like, okay, enough is enough. You know You know what? And I'm going to go back to what I said like three three weeks ago now. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, Scott. You know, how much more film do we need to see? Because I'm going to keep beating up on Nick, Nick Underhill on Twitter until he answers my question. How much more film do we need to see before we can answer the question of, is Taysom Hill the future starting quarterback of the Saints? And then the second part of that question is, is he a f- quarterback for anybody? It Because, uh, I mean, obviously right now, it's not looking hot. Might be the quarterback for the Saints next year. Yeah. And here's why. Now, again, I don't think he is the he is the long term answer for a quarterback of the Saints. Is he is he a do you think can he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL? I think he has been. I mean I think he is right now. Do you think he can be a starting quarterback for a full season in the NFL? Let me be more direct. I wouldn't want him to be, but Saints fans, he might be next year. And here's why. I asked you didn't say yes or no. I need a definite. Could he be a starting quarterback? What, what do you mean NFL? by can he? When you say can he be, you mean can he be and win games, or can he be and not get benched? Is that what you're asking? I, I, I mean, I'm talking specifically about the Saints. I don't think he can go he somewhere else. Sixteen I don't, games. I, I don't think he can go somewhere else next year and start for sixteen games. Okay, and for the Saints, if he was to start sixteen games, how many? What's the over under before you like? You know what? He got to get out of here. Sixteen games. The caller just said over. If you expand his fumbles. Over a 16 game season, Which it would be the worst statistical fumbling career of a quarterback ever. And again, I don't know why we still call him a quarterback at this point. Uh, he has more fumbles than a running back. He has less touchdowns than any other quarterback, starting quarterback in the league. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, he's only I'm, four no, games. He's, he's, he's starting. He's starting. You're gonna you're gonna compare a guy with four starts versus a guy with thirteen and say, well, he's got less touchdowns. That's the statistic you need. Well, to, well you no, need they to. got Gardner Minshew probably started about the same amount of games. I, I, uh, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew has started one game, not this season. I think he started off the the beginning of this season. Then he got benched, and then let, let's compare is his Gardner, numbers to Minshew. Is Gardner Minshew a? Oh, that's Stop. the perfect person to compare so, to Taysom so, Hill. <laughs> so here, I, I I don't I don't think the Saints would be. Put it this way: I don't think the Saints would win their division with him as the as the quarterback next year. You may have to start him for a year, and here's why: if Breeze retires after this year, many feel like he does. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a twenty three and a half million dollar cap hit and dead money, and he's not on the roster. So Mickey Loomis can't say, "Hey Drew, can we convert this into a signing bonus?" All right. 
Sean can say everything he wants. He wants Jameis Winston back, wants him to compete. If Jameis has an, uh, a decent offer from another team, he's Anything gone. over a million dollars. He's gone. Because he's only making money. He's gone. Now, I don't know. Maybe this, I, But I don't know how the Saints can offer him what they paid Teddy last year. Right. I just don't know. Because everyone likes to, to joke about Mickey Math, and, and he does you know run up the credit card and future debt and all that stuff. But if the NFL does not work out an extension with their television partners this year, if, it, if that goes on for another year, and Breeze retires. And the Saints have a lot of players that are very deserving of contracts, mm-hmm. good players. Mm-hmm. Mickey Mickey Math is not going to be able to do what Saints fans are used to him doing and still getting players that he wants and all this other stuff. Like it is I know that they'll try their best, but you could see a situation where Breeze is gone. If 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 you're not going to bring Jameis back, you're not going to be able to spend Big money on any fifth, average quarterback in free agency. Yeah, you, oh, you might you might draft one, but even then, you're probably not going to start a, a rookie right out the gate. So you would have Taysom on a one year deal, and you would probably play him at quarterback next year. Mm, I love it. I love it. Oh, <laughs> whoever it is, you know what? It might that might be good for whoever the next guy is after Breeze because. Oh, because you get a low draft pick. That's why. Well, no, no. no. Look, I always say this, especially a quarterback, probably more than any position in sports. You don't want to be the first guy to replace the legend, unless you are a legend. And how? And 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 people like to throw examples out, but they are they are rare. Most of the examples are, yeah, like you could say, oh, Steve Young, Joe Montana. You could say Aaron Rodgers, Brett Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. You could say you, Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady. Bro, Bledsoe wasn't a legend. Not a, he's no, a legend in no. New England. No, he wasn't. No, no, no. They, they, weren't, they weren't even good the year before Brady replaced them, and they were off to a rough start that year. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't – he was not like riding off to the sunset. It's year. You don't know that. I say that. He won a Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. I don't – Bledsoe is good, but like he's not a Hall of Famer. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like – most of the time, it's like that is that is a really tough spot to be. Hey, Manny, Andrew Luck before Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, yeah, okay, and 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 and. But fortunately for Luck, Colts fans got a year at Curtis Painter, so they were like, so Painter had already kind of been that. Ooh, boy, you could be a Super Bowl contender, or you could be one in fifteen. Curtis you Painter, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he even even Andrew Luck had that small cushion. So I I think that. Um, Look, I think the Saints roster this year is deep. I think if it's deep next year, Taysom cannot play great and they can still win games. I mean, they've won games now, but I don't think he's going to go out there and So what would be I your over under struggle. winning games? Like the Cowboys right now are winning games. I think I think I think I don't know <laughs> what they, I'll know say this. I don't know what their roster would be next year, but let's say it's this year. I think with Taysom, your ceiling is 9 wins, maybe 8. Okay. I'm going to double down and say 7. Because I'm, I'm gonna say he's not. I don't see over 16 games him being any better than Gardner Minshew for a complete season. He's a different player than Minshew, but I he's, don't know. he's a better football player for sure. For sure, than Gardner. <laughs> Qua- sure. Quarterback, no. <clears throat> Collegiately, probably high school level, no, 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 no. The punt gunner, the 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 Roosters have come home. Nick Underhill, I'm on you every day till you let me know that Taysom Hill ain't that guy. You can put how many articles you want. Talk about how the offensive how line. About, you, and know, you, you talk a lot of trash about Nick. How many articles of his have you actually read? 
I actually paid to subscribe, and then I was like, "How many of you have you read the ones lately?" No, because it's BS. No, I'm, I'm because tired of lately it. he is he. Because I'm tired of it. I'm his, tired of it. I'm his tired analysis of, it. of Taysom Hill is not. Hey, this. Oh, it's fanboy, Scott. It's fan. It's you. It's, I am a fan you of the Saints. Have not and I even write for the read Saints. them. I, I have up until I was like, you know what? This have is. Have you read the 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 articles in his analysis of Taysom's performance the last few weeks? Yes or no? The last two weeks, no, because I be, previous it's a it's a it's a difference when you start reading something. You're like, you know what? I'm not even going to mess up my mind with all that. I don't even want to call it. Is, it's, he, it's, is, is he is he is not been a fan. He has pointed out. All of the no. really bad things that no. he has done. No, Scott, he is. I he read is, it. Uh, hey, are you telling me that I'm hey, lying, Scott? I see the the blurbs that he puts out before. The blurbs. Yeah, the blurbs. The blurbs. Yeah, blurb. You it's were mad blurb. because he didn't want to. He didn't want to say that this guy was no, trash no, before no, he started. No, games. no, no, Scott. There's other people that agree that he is the yeah. fanboy of Taysom. Yeah, Hill. And, and none of those folks have read his articles the last few weeks because they Not don't want to pay to read some stuff. That's because BS. they don't want to pay to listen it's to what BS. you're saying. Like, no, Scott, Norman, if, Norman, no, no, listen. He no. has been listen critical of his performance. No, he has not. Maybe these articles two- that I have read over the each start. Okay, over and each I, start. And I'm gonna say the last two. Maybe he's been objective. The first two, no. It's oh, he's done this. That's stats, not, that's, that's, no, that's, it's that, not. That's, that's that's not true. No, his well, article after the Denver game was. He Denver pointed, game, maybe, because I didn't read it. I so, said so, that. so you mean maybe. after his performance against Atlanta, he pointed out some of the things he did well and some of the things he did bad? Man, it, it, he didn't point it out as things he did bad. He let he, like I said, he. He's I mean, I can go, I can go find the old ones if you want me to read them. He's alluding to oh Taysom. It's not never Taysom Hill did the thing wrong or Taysom Hill's this. It's somebody else's problem. I haven't seen him give again. I didn't read the last two articles because the first two, I'm like, oh no, it's it's. He fanboy, fanboy, paywall. He never once, after any of his starters, said this guy is the future. Not one time. He didn't. He didn't answer the question. That's why I've asked the question. You're mad because multiple he didn't times. say this guy. This I'm not mad. Sick. I asked a question. He didn't answer it, Scott. I'm mad. I didn't get an answer. You're mad that he said I want to see him play more games before I make that. No, decision. I'm upset that he said that we don't have enough game footage. When that is absurd. People look at college film to determine how good a quarterback is before they get to the NFL. So you sit there and you you sit on a high horse. I can't even call it high, but you sit there and you say I want to see game. Film. Then game film after game film, I asked him the same question, the original question: Is Taysom Hill the future starter? And all this, this blue blah blue blah that you put out with all these stats and all these convergence and all this this uh and pro football focus said this, and then I, everybody's looking dumb while I'm sitting there like I told y'all I looked at the film, I looked at the film. The film doesn't lie. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. He's not a good quarterback. He's a he's a good football player, hell of a football player, great. Great locker room guy. But no, he is not a good quarterback. And uh, from the Broncos, the Broncos exposed it. They uh, they just played 93% zone, the Eagles, and they beat the number one defense. And guess what the, the, the Kansas City – now, Kansas City already likes to play zone. They're already a zone-based team. They're going to whoop the sleeves out the Saints. And Taysom Hill playing from behind, and he's just good Parker. All, that, all that's going to go down the Like I said, Tim Tebow. I saw it. The world saw it. The smart people who watch football and look with their eyes and not the numbers and not their ears when they're hearing, you know, the great PR that's coming from the coaches. No, look with your eyes. It's not a good quarterback. It's not. 
I'm sorry. I watched Tebow win five games. You just I, not, I, I, not I think, in that manner, I but think it, was, to, it was bad football. I think to be critical of it's bad of, football of, of someone whose stuff you haven't even read is just. I think it's a bad look. When you when you give up reading it, like Scott, I can I, t- I can I tell you a, don't watch national. You don't watch the national scene and get sports shows because you know you. After a while, you like it's, it's BS. Correct. After a while, it's BS. You like it, I'm not even about to indulge in it because I know it's going to have some form of BS where it's like I'm not going to agree with it, and that's how I am with reading Taysom Hill. Like I said, when he breaks if somebody, down, anything if somebody else, if somebody told me that. That I don't know any national talking head that is not a troll, because there are some that are just that are just trolls on certain subjects. Yes. Yeah, if if you just gave me the name of someone and they said, "Oh man, you know, did you hear what they said?" I probably not. Yeah, but I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say anything. No. Be like, I, I didn't listen. Probably to not. Them. But they'd be like, them. "Why?" Yeah, like, I, because I don't, it's I didn't, probably I didn't listen to them. But if they but if they ask you why didn't you you probably because I'm not going to ingest that media because of yeah but then I wouldn't make a statement that says well that's that's garbage that's not true and I can't believe he he said something even though I didn't write it or watch it again uh, uh, let me remember let me see I've said it three times let me say it again for you all right I've read some of it I didn't read the last two and after reading a lot of it I said I'm not ingesting it anymore. So so as I've said though, so that's how that Did goes. you really? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not I'm not like I want one, I'm not you really I'm not uh doing paper clicks and then just really tell did. people what they want to hear. Like, I could really I could like make a paywall and then be like, you know, cowboys are cowboys are really bad, but here's some good spots. <laughs> yeah. And drop a bunch of articles like Taysom Hill, is he the future franchise quarterback? Click this link and let's find out. And then it's it's a bunch of stats that's uh the glass half full. ESPN1420.com. <laughs> Scott Prather, Norman Locke. No. It's a bad luck. Who's the worst defense in the league? Seattle Seahawks. No. No. They are the sixth worst oh, okay. in the league. But they changed their you know who's the seventh worst? The Titans. Mm, that's pretty good. <sighs> Everybody, I, 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 the Saints lost the one seed last week. Because I just think that Probably Aaron Rodgers three games kid coming to on him. a Sunday mm. night. I don't see the like I see him just carving up the Titans. Mm. The Titans might might get some points with Tractor Zito and Derrick Henry's a beast, but they I've been saying it all year. Their defense is horrendous. Yeah. Just don't see Green Bay losing any more games. For the Saints, <laughs> Drew Brees coming back on Sunday. Not yet, not official. But the fact that he's designated to return from IR tells you <laughs> they saw that game last week. Everything you need to know, <laughs> everything you need to know, and um, he said, "You messing up my stats, bro." It's about it's 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 about keeping him healthy at this point because if you can't, then you can just forget about this year. I talked to Jake Delome yesterday, mm. and he was talking about players and his first start, and he said, "You know the biggest." thing for my first start, which was on Christmas Eve when the Saints beat the Cowboys back when you were a youngin. Saints were a bad team and they beat the Cowboys that year with a guy who hadn't been on the active roster for very long. That's neither here nor there. It was Jake. So he makes his first start. He played quarterback in college. He's pretty he played, good. He was good. He's pretty he was good. He's played quarterback in the NFL too. Hey, he was pretty good. Respect his opinion. That's your point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was saying that uh the game would the game had, like, he always had this question in terms of, like, in a starting role, not in, like, mop-up duty or later preseason game, you know, will the game slow down? 
And he said he did. And from that point on, he knew, like, I can I can do it. Like, I can play in this league. And it's still from there. It was a journey. I mean, we're talking NFL Europe and and sixth string on the depth chart when the 2000 season starts to work his way onto the active rosters, the third string, and then eventually second, and then eventually get a contract from Carolina. He worked hard. He was talking about your boy, how the last six weeks, the game has slowed down a ton for him. 100%. He said, he said, it's been a blast to watch. And Allen, I think has that same kind of competitive edge that, that Jake does. Just remember what Jake played. Like it, it might not have been, the best spiral or the longest pass, but like he was, he, again, he was a dog, you know, he just, he got into it. And he said, he said, he believes that you look, you agree with me. Kansas City's the team to be, but he says the way Josh Allen's playing right now, he thinks Buffalo is probably, if you weren't going to pick Kansas city, he thinks they're the other team to beat right now. I, I told you last week, once you gave me that stat, I'm all in on the bills mafia. Like I watched the game. I made sure to go watch the game and I saw him winning. I'm like, yeah, they beating up on good teams. They're they 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 got it. Like they, I see, and I you know, commentators, the national media made the comparisons as of late uh, as he's he's Cam Newton, and I'm I'm like, they're right. Like he's he's he can run, he can run over you, and he can throw the ball eighty yards. When Cam Newton went to the Super Bowl, back when Cam was good, yeah, back when Cam, back was, when good. Cam was good. When Cam Newton went to the <laughs> Super Bowl, they had a a good defense. The Bills have a good defense. They was able to. Uh, I wouldn't say run the football, but they was able to do okay. I mean, they had um, you know, you know what, you know what he's got in Buffalo that Cam didn't have that year in Carolina. He's got Stephon good Diggs. receivers, yeah. man. Man, he's got he's good always receivers. Open. He's always open. Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, you, just, you got Beasley, my guy from the Cowboys. Beasley's Beasley's good, man. Beasley's good, bro. He's like one of the best slots receivers in the league. No, know? no receiver of his size has caught as many career touchdowns as him. He's so shifty. You know, you, you know, he raps. Yes. <laughs> I remember hearing it when he released it. I was yeah, like, like, okay. I really like Bees. Bees is a guy. He's a good guy. He's a good player, man. And then they got John Brown. John Brown. Now, he hasn't been as consistent this year, but the past two seasons, he he had games. He had uh, last year, each game he had a touchdown, or almost a touchdown, and 80 yards. He was like the most consistent. How about receiver. the AFC East? Because you got the Bills and you got the Dolphins, whose future is. Really, real. I mean, put on some sunglasses. Did you see what they could right. have in the draft next season? Mm-hmm. They got draft capital. If they they've got, they've got, they've got a, a quarterback that's a rookie, but he's the, who they're going to build around. Their defenses. I mean, look, I know, lost, I know they lost. I know they lost to the Chiefs. Chase. I know they lost to the Chiefs. But if you pick off Patrick Mahomes three times. You should, like, get a half win for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should get, like, if it comes down to a tiebreaker. But here's the thing about Miami this year. Now, well, it's crazy that so they expanded to seven teams in the playoffs. They can still make it. And the Dolphins, if it's if if it started today, would be in. But, like, they could keep winning. And I, they have the tiebreaker right now over Baltimore based on win percentage in conference games. Yeah. Um. But Baltimore's got two more conference games. I don't know, but so Miami, like that's what I say. It comes. You got to finish. They could finish ten and six and not get into the playoffs yes. in a year where you have seven teams. So they they have to they have to keep rolling here. They got to keep winning, and their their remaining games are Patriots, Raiders, who have not been eliminated yet, and then they're at the Bills in the last week of the season. And the Bills they could be playing for. Not the one seed, but either two or three. Like they, there could be some playoff positioning there. And then you have Baltimore, and you know who they have left? Jacksonville, 
the Giants, and the Bengals. And then you got the Browns too, and the Browns have to play the Steelers oh, yeah. again. The Browns, no, the Browns, they're they're getting it. I mean, the Browns and Colts are both a game up on Indy, so they have some wiggle room. But I, I to your point, I mean, Cleveland, seeding, Cleveland, the, Cleveland could use, but. In the AFC, man, there's the going to be is, 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 a is good team that's left out. In the NFC, you're going to have your your NFC East champ, probably Washington, whose D-line we've been saying all year is, I've been telling you, they're really good. They're, but but I, I think there there's a little too much. When everyone's saying, boy, no one's talking about Washington, they might they might upset a team in the in the, in the the playoffs. Whenever someone, whenever, whenever everyone is saying, quote, no one is talking about, end quote. <laughs> That's when I'm like, uh, it's cool, but I, yeah. No, they no. don't have a cool, they don't, I just, quarterback I, You know, Alex Smith is a great story. I don't I don't see the way the again. playoff game. He's not going to start on Sunday? Well, they didn't They didn't rule him not not starting. I don't know if that's how you say it. But, yeah, yeah he, hurt, he hurt the leg that he had the surgery on, and that's why Has- Haskins came in at the end of the Washington game. So I don't Between them and then the seventh seed, it's either going to be Arizona, Minnesota, or Chicago. The AFC's playoff picture is like more, in my opinion, more upset prone. More Kansas City's going to probably get the bye now. But outside of that, I feel like two through seven – I mean, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on any of those. Not games. in the AFC. I'm not touching it. Not in in the, the NFC, I think you're going to see uh, there, there's going to there's going to be an upset. Maybe I'm not saying there won't, but I don't think I think the odds of it being shock are much. I think it could be just complete madness in the AFC, which is good, which will be fun in the. I mean, we're going to get six games, wild card weekend. And I think the upset is going to come. And what's so funny? I think it's going to be that Tampa Bay game. I think Tampa Bay. Is going to end up like playing the Cardinals or playing? No, they'll play. They'll play. They'll play a division champion, probably the Rams, maybe even the Saints, and they're going to get beat. The Rams are a team that's. The Rams are a team the Saints do not want to face in the playoffs. I'll say that the Rams are a team any old quarterback don't want to face. Of, like, of every team move. in the NFC, if you're telling me what's the team, what's the worst matchup for the Saints, it is the Rams and the, the Packers. The Rams are a, are a much worse matchup for the Saints than the Packers. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. I don't, I don't know. I've seen. I've seen the Saints' offensive line handle good defensive lines, and the 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 Rams are a better unit this year than two years prior. But I'm going to say with the the end result of the Rams or the Packers to me comes down to the quarterback position. Do I think Jared Goff can go out there and beat the Saints? No. My see, I I I'll go back to what I said. My what I told you, I guess last week or maybe the week before last. Because for the Saints, I'm more concerned about the offense and the playoffs and the defense. And my biggest concern is their offensive line. Aaron Rodgers can can sling it. There's no question. And Goff's had a, a good year, but Michael Brockers, Aaron Donald. Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, they've got guys that are backups like Greg Gaines that would be st- – like Green Bay, they're not bad. Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, Tyler Lancaster, you know, a 3-4-D. Like, it's just – it's not – from a defensive standpoint, it does not strike fear, I think, into a Saints offense the way that that 3-4 for the Rams and Aaron Donald would, man. It's just – I think it's kind of flip-floppy. Like, the Rams offense – Probably doesn't strike any type of fear into the Rams, I mean, to the Saints defense, especially Cam Akers. I mean, he had a good 
good last few games. Their run game, no. They yeah. Get, so it's like Jared Robert, Goff, Robert, you're going Robert, to have yeah. to beat us. Yeah. 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 I just, I, I guess, I have just. I could just like in my mind I have this vision of Breeze just breaking everything just against breaking <laughs> against the Rams. Whereas like against the Pack, because I, I think defensively, yeah, the, the 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 Packers would probably score a little more than the Rams, but I think offensively, again, the Packers are they're probably gonna be the one seed, but they're just they're built like a dome team. Nah, they're not I'm, built like a, a see, an outdoor Tennessee Titans s. Let's get physical and I don't think no team is built that way in the, in the NFC. I don't think any team is built that way in the MC. I think the Rams, uh, again, the Rams are a finesse team. It's not like they're ground to pound. It's not like the Seahawks, their defense is, is paper well, paper thin. It's not like they're a ground and pound team. The Saints are a ground and pound team. I don't think there's a team in the NFC playoff race right now that we can just say is, is a grit base, ground and pound play. But think about both or, sides of the ball, too, like defense as well. Defense like, around the only like okay the Saints got some got some guys the, Sa- got some the Saints the Saints defense is built to travel not not there I'm not right. saying they're no, off. now no, their they offense are. is slightly more built if Breeze is healthy than maybe it was five years ago but it's still not like it ain't like, explosive like, like five years ago you'd be like boy put them out in the cold and forget about it it's not as bad as it once was I'm not telling you it's great but let's go back to whenever the Saints would air it out everywhere it was like oof you don't every every fan would look pre, at the schedule Michael and, Thomas and be like oh my god. What, like, do they have like what's the coldest game on the schedule? It's not as much like that anymore. Like they're they're built to travel outdoors more than they typically have been. I think the Rams defensively are. Um, it, the playoffs are gonna be weird, man. But that's the know. only two that's teams, and it's like the Bucks. The Bucks have had good games, bad games. So I don't know how to feel with them going into the playoffs. On their defense is good. It's it, it has been. Their good. secondary isn't good. Their front seven is good. Okay, because and that's what I'm saying. So their I'm not. I can't. I can't be. I'm not all in on the Bucks no. and their defense no, no. Or, or, or any side of the football, giving them the edge on any other team in the NFC. But it's like okay, Packers. Okay, Packers. I know that that offense. If that if Aaron Rodgers comes to play, he's scoring 35 points. Defense, no. Okay, with the Saints, like you said, the Saints, I say, are more even. They're the more even team in the playoff on the on the NFC. I'm more worried about their defense than their offense, man. But I mean, I'm sorry. That's why I'm more worried about their offense than their defense. Um, even though they're even, it's just it's that old line, man. It, now, what a, what do you think is a bigger story with Taysom being a quarterback versus Drew Brees and the amount of touches? Alvin Kamara isn't or is getting. Do you think that's affecting the Saints' game plan? Majority of the, I mean, like majority of the offense and the lack. No, of- no. I mean, he's he got some, he got some touches against Atlanta. I think the the I think the big issue with on on Sunday was that they got down seventeen nothing, and now it's it should have been twenty nothing. I mean, the kicker <laughs> missed the twenty two yarder at the buzzer. I think the issue was. Now you're playing from behind, and you're gonna have to. I mean, it was just they were they couldn't go hurry up, but they they probably needed to. There wasn't any sense of urgency, and you, you had to throw the ball some. And and you were struggling to run the ball. Period against Philly, and that that's gonna happen sometimes when you're when Drew Brees in your quarterback, and teams aren't gonna respect the pass game as much. So I think it's um I think when Brees comes back, Kamara absolutely will have more touches. Yes. I mean, Jake was talking about it the other day. I was asking him where Breeze ranks all time in his mind in terms of guys he played against and and currently watches. He played against Drew. That oh yeah yeah long time. 
Um, I say a long when time. Jake, he, he played. He played against Drew for like about about two seasons. Four. So Jake's last year in Carolina, I think, was oh nine. Oh, okay. All and right. so they played, played and then he, you know, he spent a little time in Cleveland and then in Houston. So they 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 played against each other for about four seasons in the division. But he also, I don't know if the Panthers ever played. They might have played the Chargers like once. I think in 04. So he probably played against them nine times in his career. Any 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 Jake look Jake follows the NFL. He watches it. Yeah, he's a big NFL guy, and he does some uh, radio work for the Panthers radio network. Follows the division really close. But I was like, where in terms of like processing a play like quickly, like right out the gate, you know? And he he said he's one of the better ones. You know, obviously he mentioned Peyton and Tom, and and then he he brought up guys today, and 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 that's how he kind of ended up bringing up Josh Allen. But he said, you know, what Drew does is like. People will sit there and be like, oh, it's a dump off here or, or, you know, this. He's like processing a play in a second and seeing, okay, what's not available and being able to throw it to a guy that can make, you know, I'm not I'm not quoting Jake exactly, but essentially throw it to a guy like Kamara that can make a lot happen out of not much. He's like a lot of quarterbacks, they might wait and the play's not processing. And by the time they dump it off to that guy, not going for anything. You know, it might go for a loss. He's like, you know, he's like, it's it's just he said the word game manager is 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 used, he feels like in the wrong context. He's like, every great quarterback's a, a good manager. They might there might be some quarterbacks that have that big playability that others don't. He's like, but being a game manager is what helps you win a Super Bowl. He's like, you know, a lot of Brady's great seasons. That's that's what he was doing. And I think, you know, he his definition of game manager is probably different than the you know what our perception or definition is of it is you think of just average but his point is manage it process it manage it don't turn it over and as long as you're moving the ball down the field then you're going to your team's well, going to going to win most of the time like you say i think with once you're winning by i think you look at how many points you have versus how much time on the clock and then every quarterback turns into a game manager i mean you don't want to is you're up by 35 how how 35. many <laughs> you know like hand the up, ball off yeah hand the ball off you're up by 20 you're up by 21 how many 35 yard plays you're going to dial up or you're just going to be looking for like you said with Drew and that's another thing with Drew Payton and Tom that i've just grown appreciative of and I wouldn't say Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is just amazing in his throws and everything. But those three quarterbacks, particularly, they will get to the line, read like you say, process the play in, in fifteen seconds. The other fifteen seconds, they are been audibling other other routes, and then hut, and in three seconds, they done went through two progressions and then dumped it off for Great, a fifteen. Well, I guess. Less less than two seconds. You know, two seconds. And then went through, looked at the X receiver, Y receiver, not open, not open, 15-yard up the middle. And then then their footwork. You got to, like, know what to do in the pocket. And you have to feel the pressure. Um, If you don't, you're toast. Now, see, Scott, all those things, you don't look at paper with numbers and see that. You know, you look at it with your eyes. Look at that. Look at the. You look, look at it with your eyes, you do, Scott. You see stats. it with your eyes, Scott. No, I, I say what I said on Monday. Taysom's and Sunday. I ain't saying say that. His 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 feel in the pocket for pressure is. It's like he don't even awful. look over. It's like it's, it's like, just it's, it's like, bad. It's like hut. It's like like the 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 fourth down. Like that's the play that everybody obviously is going to keep going to. 
And But I, I watched the guy break it down, and that play call, that particular play, the Saints have ran eight times throughout the season. And the play worked every time. They even ran it with Taysom. And I'm like, okay, this is Sean Payton. That was the play was open. Yeah, but but I'm looking at the backside. I'm like, okay, the ball wasn't supposed to go to Michael Thomas. That's why he was that open. The ball, he's no, that's the last no, no, look. There, there are barely any quarterbacks in the league that that could even make that, that throw, throw. Period. Right? No, it, it, but but I don't. Just because a play was open doesn't mean it was the right play call. Correct. Because if the line is struggling. And you've got to move him. A, a tight end blocking uh, the blind side, the backup <laughs> tight. And Josh Hill's a good blocker, but that's not who you want no. blocking the blind side. You want him to chip and help out. He's he's a decent blocker, but like it's fourth and two. You don't need twenty yards. QB like, blast. Like, well, it was open. I don't care that it was open. And this guy missed his block. They were missing blocks most of the day. Something else that's a little more quick and doesn't have a guy rolling out and throwing on the move, which is something he has not done well. When his feet have been set in the pocket, I'll actually say something nice about Taysom. When his feet have been set you, in the you pocket. You say a lot of nice things, no, I don't. Scott. No, I don't. I just I just don't <laughs> go all as far as you do. I see the truth. I don't say a lot of nice things as a quarterback. Okay. There we go. I, you know, there he's, we go. he's got an awful feel for the pocket. He doesn't throw well on the move, right? Are those things true? Turn me up. All right. When his feet are set in the pocket and he throws the ball, off of play action, he has done it, it even without it. I go back; to, he has done it better than I thought that he would. But what are you doing, rolling him out, cutting the field, and just because it, it worked in the past? When you're when you're like, it, it's about feel for the game. Now, Peyton, Peyton's good. I mean, he's great. I mean, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame. I just didn't like that play call, and I don't care that. Well, it was open for a second. That doesn't mean it was still the right play call. Now, I saw a question about the Hall of Fame because uh, the podcast that I listened to that Peyton was on two days ago, they asked him about getting into the Hall of Fame and about staying with the Saints. Do you think Sean Payton retires as only coach of other Saints? Yeah. He, he, they asked him that question. Now, he didn't say yes. He didn't say no. Yeah, I, I, I know that, that the Cowboys have said for years Jerry wants him. I think what – Here's what you say about it. They said that like ten years ago. <laughs> Some people still bring it up. Like, Some people still You know, because like 10. he bought a he bought a well, this is this was pre Jason Garrett signing Jason Garrett. That when Bill well, Bill uh not not even Wade, when Wade Phillips got fired, they was like, Oh, he bought a house in Dallas. Oh, he's yeah, for his like, wife who left him. Like, yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that's why I'm sitting there like, bro, he's not he, leaving but, the Saints. But, he just won the Super Bowl. He's not leaving the Saints. You like, know, I don't know. <laughs> Other guys still bring it up in Florio and stuff. Peyton is controlling. Peyton is Peyton. People like to say Peyton is petty. But, like, Peyton loves to have control. Loves to have control. And he's got full control in New Orleans. I mean, he runs the he, – he, you, want, you want to get a key card into that building you go, you that go works for one hour a day for media members in this one specific door? You're not getting it unless – Peyton approves it. I mean, I know media members that he's literally call, gotten their number, called their cell phone to have a word with them about something. Like he's, and I'm not saying that's right, but he was upset about something they wrote or whatever. Like he, every aspect of that he controls, and I don't, I don't think he would. And and not to mention, he's one of the highest paid coaches in the world. How like, old is he? He's in his fifties. Oh no, oh, yeah. like I don't, I don't see why he would ever. Unless you know, you know, when Breeze goes, things get really, really bad, and then he gets fired or something. But that's—he's fifty-six. Like I don't see him ever leaving the Saints to be a head coach somewhere else 
if he is under contract as head coach with the New Orleans Saints. The only hypothetical I would entertain is that he's so emotional and petty that there's some, if there were to be like some emotional argument with him and and the and the powers that be, that he's just like, you know what, screw it, I'm leaving. Like, like, I'm going to that, Atlanta. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't don't say that. Don't say things like that. Uh, but no, I to, to answer your question, I know I, I ramble a lot, but no, I don't. I don't see him ever leaving. Not on his own. Not on his own accord. No, no. I think he puts them twenty years in with the Saints. I think he, you know, they put a statue of him outside of. I think he's going to be uh, uh, the Saints' Mike Dicker. Dicker was not a good coach. Yeah, but the Bears love him. Like I, I don't hear I, I, yeah. the Bears don't okay, speak okay. of no You're other coaches. in terms of how fans view. Yeah, him. Fan, yeah, that's what Dick I'm, I'm sorry. Dick is the most if you, overrated like people coach wear ever. his sweaters for Halloween and yeah. for all the football, and I was like, Dicker wasn't that good with the like, he was okay. He won, they he should. Won they won one, one Super Bowl. So look, it's not going to happen now. But let's say let's let's say. Oh, they talk, they asked about asked them that too. What they said that. Um, Having multiple Super Bowls increases your chances to getting to the Pro sure. Football Hall of Fame. And would another Super Bowl, uh, how would another Super Bowl make Sean Payton feel? I think he gets in regardless, but if it's a guy like Tom Coughlin that isn't as. Mm. The, they, the, two Super Bowls makes a bigger difference for someone that's had some success, but some. Downers, and I'm not saying they haven't had some downers. I mean, there've been some seven and nine years, but Coughlin had had some like real downers. Oh, God. you know what I mean? Oh. Um, six and tens, multiple. But you six you get tens. you you know you get you get two Super Bowls plus you've had a lot of success. But here's what I was gonna say: Let's say the Saints finish thirteen and three, and I don't think they will because I I don't think they're winning Sunday. I hope they do, and I think it'll be a close game, but I don't think they're winning Sunday. Let's say they do finish thirteen and three. Let's say they do finish thirteen and three. They would be. One of four teams ever since 90 years. My modern era. I remember football in the 80s. Go back to 60s and 70s. I, I can read about it. But since you go back to 1980 to now, you go back 40 years, if the Saints win 13 games, they would be one of only four franchises to win 50 regular season games in a four-year stretch. That's how rare it is. And I, and I'm just I just thought of it because I'm – just the job that Peyton has done. I think he he deserves praise for it. Um, Man, do they do they include any championships in that stat? Like, do they is, is there like well, a stat here's like, here, I'm going to get to where I'm, okay. I'm I'm going with it. Like, how many games won without winning the championship game? Like, it, it would it would probably you know Mike Dicker would probably be in that number <laughs> because your other teams that have done it are the Niners. Okay, I can see that. The Patriots, who over an eight year stretch did it twice, yeah. and the Bears in the '80s. And, and and that's kind of my point. They only won one. If you get to 13 wins this year, and this is probably it for Breeze, I mean, you have to win the Super Bowl. Because if, if, it's, if it's not now, then you might just be looking at one for a while, guys. I'm just telling you. Ah, stop. You yeah. got you yeah. to. It's true. Put your throwbacks on. <laughs> I mean, it, it, in, in, but that tells you something a little bit about, like, Peyton, man, you better do it. Because Ditka, they should have won. With that defense and and Walter freaking Payton, they should have won more than one. Well, they say that they about... won fifty games over a four year stretch, and this is back in the eighties when you didn't have as many teams in the playoffs, not nearly as many. So, like the odds of some chicanery or an upset is just they never 
They never had 50 in a four-year Not stretch. 50. It's probably 49. Oh, yeah. No, look, <laughs> there are some bad. teams that had 48 and 49, like the Cowboys in the early 90s, and the Colts were close. And But we got rings, though. And I don't know. Oh, look, you take rings over anything. I mean, even though they happen before your first football memories, you take it as a franchise. Yeah. But one, man. One. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't think they're getting to that 50 number, but if they went out, they would, and it's like, cool. But what do you have to show for it? Because they would have 50, and then if they didn't win the Super Bowl this year, it would be 50 with no championships during that stretch. Call like, them the Bills. The, the, the Bills didn't even have 50. They, they, they had four Super Bowl losses. But the Saints, they haven't even gotten to the Super Bowl since 09. So, guys. Make my day. You talk about Super Bowl or bust. The players weren't screwing around. This is it. This is Super Bowl or bust. And and all the, the talk about Taysom and, and everything else, while it is about when Breeze comes back keeping them healthy, and making a run. And if you don't do it this year, you can win some games. You can have some fun seasons. But in terms of Lombardi, this is it. And I, This and I, is it. And Sean uh, talked about it. having a third a three-year plan. I think that's, that's yeah, this is the third and this is the last year of that window. This is it. And um, I'm going to just say. You can be losing to the good... seventh seed or the sixth seed in the wild card round, guys. And that's good. I'm going to say. My my bad season I've had with the Cowboys. Hey, it is what it is. I've been playing with house money. It would not be as painful as the Saints in a playoff debacle. No, against the Vikings. Against against the and let the Vikings anyone? sneak in at nine and seven and have to go back to New Orleans and have to play the Saints and win again. Scott, I will they, probably buy a Viking jersey and wear it every time <laughs> I come in here. They, I, the the, 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 the Viking. The Vikings have beat the Saints in the playoffs four times. Now, Saints fans would not trade any of those four for the one they got over them because that was with the vo- that was with the voodoo lady. No, that yeah. was that was to go was to the, the that was pigs have flown, oh, hell is frozen over. Oh, the Saints the are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's intercepted. I can't believe. Why do you ponder passing? Did I tell you? Um, we got we got to hit up a break here in a second. We're gonna get into some signing day college football talk after this. Let's do it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Uh, Kurt Warner blocked me because of that playoff because of the Saints. He was, blocked you? Yeah, he blocked me because he was he was the after the Saints win. I'm gonna say it's probably like a month after, and he was just on Twitter just like crying about how Bounty Boys and the Saints and the injury. I was like, Kurt, shut up, bro. You lost. <laughs> like I was like, bro. Like Kurt. Like I don't even like the Saints and I don't like how you tweeting. Shut up. Like, he blocked me. He's been blocked. So I've been blocked for 10 years. Only Tony sports people have me blocked. Him and Mark Ingram. Man, some good, respectable <laughs> guys. And I judge, and I actually respect their judging character, Norm. So what does that say about me? I mean, I like you, and those guys are like, no, we don't have time for this, yeah, dude. Like, no. <laughs> Kurt, I understand. Mark, I was just like, I went to tweet him one day. I was like, you got me blocked. What did I even do you? <laughs> Trust. 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 Don't go anywhere. It's, uh, it's been a fun hour. That's Norman Locke, host of the Morning Lock-In, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. I'm Scott Prather. We'll come back. And uh, signing day yesterday, uh, the Cajuns getting ready for the Chant Clears of Coastal Carolina in the Sunbelt Championship game. They are leaving this afternoon for the game on Saturday. We'll dig into that matchup, the college football playoff, New Year's Six possibilities. It's all coming your way next. And, yes, we will circle back as we always do to the NFL. And we'll take a look at who won last week's picks before we make this week's picks.
Did Norm finally do it? Did he finally do it? I mean, Taysom Hill can throw touchdown passes in an NFL game that Norman Locke can actually win at some point in the pick'em. We'll find out next hour. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN fourteen twenty at that count. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, coming at you on a Thursday morning in the 30s this morning. You know what it's going to be tonight, Norm? Low of 33. Turn up the heater and stay inside. You you have a fireplace? Do Cajun people have fireplaces? I, I do have a fireplace. Now, I will be honest, I have never Me either. used That's what I was it. Now, I'm in a new home and with kids and stuff. I don't even know if I will. Now, my old house, I had like a small one that was like just gas. And, okay. And we would we would light it up because it was easy. Just turn a turn knob and light it up. <laughs> but uh, I so, have not used the one in my, my current residence. Are you So you have to clean the chimney, Scott. How's Santa's going to come in if you don't clean the chimney? No cleaning for me. <laughs> Man, you know what I found out yesterday? I couldn't believe it. That old song, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Someone told me it was just... Their dad dressed up as Santa Claus in that song. I was yeah, like, didn't, you didn't get it? I can't believe Santa's not. I'm not going to go anywhere. We got people <laughs> listening. Man, I was going for something there, and then I caught myself. Gotta we catch appreciate his... all the listeners. Daddy, I was listening to your show. But no, but for, but for real, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. If, getting back to the actual point, someone told me that, and I was like, really? I was like, I thought she was just, you know. Cheating on my pops. You know, yeah. I thought it was like, I always thought it was a weird song that they always played. I did. I'm like, that's, that's weird. Like, why, why is this, why is this song covered a lot? And why is it this Christmas song? It sounds like she's a, a vixen, you is, know? Is this why I get all these free gifts? Yeah. <laughs> Are you my daddy now, Santa? Mr. Nicholas? Mr. Um, well, I tell you what, I think what, what some college football fans would like for Christmas is a new college football playoff selection committee because the 13 people on it are uh, are an absolute joke and the college football's rankings are sinking and you and, and you could say you could blame it on covid but i would say wouldn't shouldn't the opposite happen 1000% you don't have as many you don't have that many people going to games more people are at home and i know that some folks around here it's been I've still been working all the time and haven't. Just go to other parts of the country, all right? My 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 sister and her family live in LA. I mean, they they've been on lockdown. Like you you go to other parts of the country and they're still not going very many places. So the numbers should be going up. And this college football playoff has really hurt college football in a lot of ways. And this year, the sham that it is, and Gary Barr saying why Florida, fresh off a loss to a a a an LSU team that has a losing record and is unranked falls one spot, one spot after a home loss to LSU, two spots ahead of an undefeated Cincinnati team 
that dropped not playing a game. Five spots ahead of a Coastal Carolina team that hasn't lost a game and has ranked wins. Iowa State six. Remember how they lost at home by 17 to Louisiana, who's what, 19th? I remember. Of course you do. We all do. And outside of outside of fan bases, uh, some not I'm not gonna label entire fan bases. Some P5 schools fan base, some of their fan base, outside of that, and one or two members of the media, I gotta be honest, Norm, I feel like the college football playoff committee has done something that I didn't think was possible, and that was Unite College Football Twitter because the writers and folks all over and the pundits were all like, this is a complete and utter sham. Now, I know a lot of folks were PO'd and upset, and my thing is I'm not. Not because I think they're doing the right thing. They're not. They're a joke. It's a sham. But you've been paying attention, guys. Did you expect anything differently? I did. I honestly did because it's, it's like I thought no, this I, year, like the, I truly thought. And your heart broken, man. Yeah, I'm getting my heart broken because I what thought this doing? year, I, I like you say, I thought the opposite was going to happen. I'm like, okay, COVID going on. You got a conference starting later. Okay, as as football was going on four weeks in, I'm like, okay, hold on. This is Cajuns. You know, I'm like, this is what it's supposed to College football playoff is supposed to be about. Teams that you necessarily don't get to watch on national television, get maybe a one or two national television games, show you how good they are. Their record shows how good they are. Their strength of schedule shows how good they are. And they get rewarded with a better bowl game and being ranked in the college football playoffs, top 25. But this year, it's just been like, you know, we're going to give you some, we're going to give you a rep off of what we know that you, we know that you would have been good if we, uh, if if COVID wasn't going on, but also you have, you're not sticking to COVID protocols. You didn't play your game, so we got to penalize you too. You know why? Because you're not Ohio State. Reasons. <laughs> we watch the games. No, it just it, it's it's a joke. Well, why why is Louisiana 13 spots behind a team that they beat on the road by 17 and have the better record? Well, Iowa State beat Oklahoma and Texas. They're number 10 and 20, and we consider all the games. Okay, well, why is Coastal Carolina with two top 20 t- uh, top 20 wins as well? Behind Iowa State are whenever they have zero losses. So no, just. Every I, statement that that Gary Barta makes, he immediately contradicts himself. I look at it like NBA with small market teams. Like it's it's a small market team has to be the Spurs type of good, have four Hall of Famers in order for the NBA to get. And then you can't even say the NBA really got behind the Spurs. Like no, there was just a great franchise and they had to, had to win in order to get their publicity in a pub. But it's like if you're not a P five school that's have the greatest type of of, of of everything going on, and I would say like right now a P five power school too. I want to add yes. that because Indiana's getting disrespected too. Indiana had the same if 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 their name was Ohio if their name was Penn State and yeah, they had the same resume. Oh, they'd probably be fifth right now. And that's why I'm looking at like the BYU versus Coastal Carolina game. 
The powers that be wanted BYU to win this game. They wanted BYU to win. They wanted BYU. I don't know. I think I think BYU would maybe. You might be right, but they would they wouldn't have BYU, they wouldn't put BYU in the college football playoff. No, they I'm wouldn't. saying over like I'm saying in the sense of like you said the names. At least at least that there's name recognition. The name recognition right. with BYU. But they wouldn't have put them in there either. They they just because they're an independent and it's not Notre Dame. They would they would they would find reason and say no, you don't belong. It's it's a sham. It's not and, – and anyone that's like, man, no one wants to see this team versus that team. No one wants to see Alabama take on Coastal. That, that's what they throw out there as if that's the only reasoning. It's like what folks want to see is is the regular season to matter and the games to matter. And you're at, you, you make a statement like that and you act like since the college football playoff has come, has, has come to be – It's always upset. Well, no, I – I don't agree with you. I mean, well, not college football players. Let me say this. College, so, the, yes. I'm, saying, but. <laughs> I'm talking specifically about the college okay. football. Play- I'm talking about the the three games. Okay. If you look at the college football playoffs since it's come out, you've had you've had a few memorable national championship games: Alabama, Clemson, uh, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Clemson. Well, that, but that was that was memorable for LSU, but it was a blowout. Yeah. Like I'm talking about in terms of like the argument competitive is competitive game. Yeah, the, the okay. argument that is like, well, do you want, don't you want to see a competitive game? Go back and look at some of these semifinal games. The vast majority of them, from a competitive standpoint, have been garbage. Yeah, no, they've been garbage. You've had a few. Oklahoma, Georgia was fun, although Oklahoma's never won a college football playoff game yet. They've been in it what four times. Most of they the games, destroyed. most of the semifinal games have been hot garbage. I mean, Michigan State, Alabama. Was it Washington, Alabama? Notre Dame got in one year. And the games were horrendous. So whenever someone's like, well, does anyone really want to see another team get blown out? You're acting like the vast majority of these games in the semifinals have been good. One of the reasons the ratings have, have not been even close, even remotely, to what ESPN thought they would be for these college football playoff games when they spent a fortune to have the rights to them while they're laying off hard workers left and right in their company is because the games have been garbage, and some of them were on New Year's Eve, which was another just dumb idea. This whole thing has not produced what they thought it would. And so now you've got these 13 people on the college football playoff committee, and they're thinking to themselves, we we got these TV partners that we need to please. So we got to put Ohio State in. we got to put some teams in there that we think will draw rankings. But, like, it's not about ticket sales this year, so that's not part of it. Like you could say, and we want to sell tickets to these games. Like that's, you could throw that out. Now it is strictly just based off. Let's try to please our TV partners because they're paying us, and that is not what the committee. It's not what the fans thought the committee was made for. It's not what the committee says it is. It's not what it's not what it claims it is. It is something entirely different. It is essentially thirteen people working for ESPN in my mind, and as a result the power blue bloods and the power five conferences because they have the most money. It it comes down to money and not fairness. And there's, there's no, ju- just, I, I can't wait to talk to Tim Brando tomorrow because he'll be on the show. And this, this guy's covered college football for 40 plus years and he loves college football. And he's, I mean, he works, he used to work at ESPN. He works for Fox. I don't, I don't see that guy taking up for the networks at all. I mean, he is, he is very much, the games have to matter. And if the regular season – you already have a problem with the regular season not mattering as much as it used to because of the college football playoff. And before that, because of the BCS. I always thought the dumb – somehow the BCS is better than the college football playoff. That's something I never thought I'd say, Norm. But on top of that, the BCS – like, the, the, the dumbest argument that I used to hear about why you need to keep the BCS is, 
what makes these games so much more important, this regular season game is this. I'm like, that is asinine. Yes, that one game you're referencing took on an extreme amount of weight because the loser, their chance of getting in was out and the winner, that's one game. You realize there are 130 freaking FCS teams? Uh, excuse me, FBS teams? Like, what? You're you're saying you're saying that this one game is more important than all these other games. I, I feel like eventually they're going to expand it to eight because they used to say they never expand it to four. And if they ever do, Norm, you have the every commissioner of a Group of Five conference needs to be part of those negotiations and needs to have absolutely guaranteed writing that there's a guaranteed spot and you can't just put us at the eight seed. You There's a guaranteed spot for every conference champion and whatever conference champion from the group of five is the highest ranked. You can't put them just in the eight seed in this league. You, you put them right here. You can have two at large. You have to not just sit there and say, okay, well, we'll take this TV money that you're going to get for this. You have to put your foot down and say, this has got in. You have to have it because if you, if you open it up to eight teams, but you still let it be run the way it currently is, I guarantee you there'll be a few more games. Absolutely nothing is going to change. I saw a, a scenario where they even expanded it to 16 and the two top two teams get a bye. Uh, you know, if, if they want to have a true college football playoff and I, like I said, more games, when they say you need more games to see, well, make it more games. Like make it more games. Ohio State is it then play play five games. So how is seeing more games able to to reflect a true ranking? If that's the case, okay, expand the playoffs. Let's see what teams are really better. And like you said, it's going to be a blowout some type of way. But maybe one year you're going to get the money that you invested. You're going to get that Cinderella team that that might have been the eight seed, and they're going to. You it's going to happen. It's college football. Something's going to happen. But you have to expand the teams. If it's always Alabama versus Clemson, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, part four, part five. It's, it, they swap out a SEC team for a, a, a. They swap out a team for the fourth seed and the three seed every year. Like you said, it's all it's for the last four seasons. It's been Alabama. Well, let's just throw Oklahoma in there. From the Oklahoma, why not? Yeah, yeah they, so they go get whooped again. up on. Yeah. They go, they go, sit there and boast them up all season. Oklahoma. Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, they can score, they can do this, and then right before the college football playoffs, they don't play any defense. They don't, they don't. But then they get the fourth seat, then they get beat up by Alabama, and then we start it all over again. It's like, no, like, but the Cajuns can't lose by 40. <laughs> like you said, like, the Cajuns can't. So uh, uh, Marshall can't play Alabama and lose by 40 in the first round. Like any, any. and and what's the guarantee that like if if you were to do if you if you had sixteen you probably have to start the regular season earlier and maybe cut one game out of the regular season but maybe you leave it the season open on everyone's schedule so teams that don't have that aren't in it can maybe add a game or something I don't know I mean you could get creative with it I felt like the college football playoff would slowly hurt the bowl system a little bit and I think you add more teams that that certainly is true but. Um, I don't know. I, I just I but, think but who I think really watches all the bowls. The teams, the teams, the teams, and the bowl more than anything. I mean, look, you, you, you didn't play, but you were part of the Cajun football teams, and you got a ring. Like it's the reward for that team that whole week and yeah. everything that goes into it. I, well, you say hurt the the system. I'm just I don't know how many 
bowls that they are every year. Not as many this year. There's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot. lot. But that's why I'm like, if it's 16 teams, you can incorporate a bowl game. Being but a, then, but then it's like you're looking at maybe one team playing five extra games to travel. I think if you went to 16, you would have to have actual. It's a playoff. You would actually have actual home games involved, and then maybe get to some bowl games in the latter part of it. But you would need, again, you would need. Guarantee contracts. All right, if you're a conference champ, you get to host. So now it's like you're not going to just say, okay, well, we'll seed one G5 school ranked 16th. You know, like it, even if you expand it, the powers that be will find a way to manipulate it and make it as difficult as possible for any. And then let, let's look, let's go back to the money side of it. They're, they're worried about TV partners. But like getting into the college football playoff, you're looking at six mil for your conference. That's. Any school. Six, six, six mil for, you know, the American Conference or the Sun Belt or, or the, or the, or the, or Coos or whatever. It's a lot different than six mil for the Big Ten or the SEC. I mean, and it's six mil per team. And, and on top of that. So you can get two teams. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, like, let's look at COVID. And a lot of programs around the country, I'm not talking specifically about football, but athletic programs, they're having to drop sports. Yeah. They're having to, Oh man, sorry, we're gonna have to drop volleyball. We're gonna have to drop, you know, uh, golf, golf, whatever it might be. What about the guys there that are on scholarship and don't have any other offers? What about you know the girl who's a freshman and her family is excited because now she's got a scholarship? Can't they can't really afford college? Oh well, no, sorry. Guess what? We're dropping this because we can't afford it. No major conference. I say that Stanford dropped a few sports. Most of most of the schools that benefit most from the college football playoff, I'll say all of the ones that benefit most from the leaning bias of it, they're not they're not in danger of dropping sports. My point is they don't need the money as much yeah. as these other ones do, and that's another side effect of this whole thing. So it's just it's it's a joke, man. But I'm not surprised by any of it. And I'm sorry you got your heart broken, but you know, the college football playoff committee for some you know why are like that friend that people have that like you know deep down they're never going to change. But yeah. you love them. You want them to change, and you're like, man, if ever there was a time for them to change, this this will show them the light. And then they just disappoint you again. No, I don't love them. I, and I, I I take it back to NCAA football, and it's like they got, they got the rankings right. Every time I went undefeated with the Cajuns in the SEC, I made it to the championship. What do we got to do? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe they need to go back to refer to NCAA 2013-2014, and maybe they can get the ranking system right because the ranking system on, on that game was always fair. It was fair. You could play your way in. You could play your way in. You The best player won the Heisman. I can have 4,000 yards passing, still not win the Heisman, but the best player every season won the Heisman. And back EA Sports NCAA 98. He was tanned Scott, up on occasion. Scott Prather <laughs> won, won the Heisman Trophy as <laughs> the Rage Occasion qu- running back. That's right. Oh, yeah, I had all my friends in that one. Great them all. That was like right when they changed it from like Bill Walsh football, college football to just NCAA back on the uh, the original PlayStation. I'm gonna say PS1. Was... I, would, I would fire that thing up, man. I'd play for hours. With no memory. It was card. fun. Oh, no, no. The first PlayStation, they had these memory cards, these small memory cards, you'd plug it into this socket, which was right above the controller socket, and you could save your games on that. Oh, I see. I See, I was too young for the PS1. PS1, man. I had it, but I didn't have a memory card. But the PlayStation 2, for sure, had the memory card. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, no, but you would you would plug them in, right? The yeah, PS3, yeah, right above the, the same thing as the yeah. PS1. And then yeah. finally, the PS3 is like, we can save it on this. The leap from the PS2 to the PS3 was amazing. Massive. No, ma- no. Like, I have a PS5 now, and like, it's, it's, there are not enough games out yet on it. First of all, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's like, you have Spider Man? It's big. No, I don't, I don't have two. I have all the games I had on my PS4, okay. and then I have another game that I play with my kid a little bit. I don't have too much time to play yet, but the leap isn't as big. Like, from PS3 to PS4, PS4 to PS5, there's a leap, but nothing like PS2 to PS3. It was like, this is different. Man. Uh, uh, this, oh. is, this is a whole nother ball game right it, here. It was so big of a leap that I leaped to Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I know I'm good to handle it. I couldn't. Have, I went from PlayStation 2 to Xbox 360. I went like, boom. Shout um, out Oklahoma State. I don't like Oklahoma State uh, football because I'm not a. I don't like Mike Gundy, and I've been saying that for a while now, a couple of years. But that that signing day video they put out yesterday, Tech Bowl, that was awesome. Uh, yes, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, that 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 one that one pulled them a heartstrings a little bit. I was like, this this is sweet. I don't know. I doubt a single one of the signees know what this is a reference to. No, they don't. But some of their older fans that might have money in their pockets, they they know what this is a reference to, and they'll like it. I one hundred percent know they don't because I was still like super young when Tech Bowl wasn't even you are, cool no more. Yeah, you, you weren't you weren't born yet when Tech Bowl came out. Yeah, or so Tech Super Bowl. Th- no, that's what I'm saying. So when I got introduced to it, it was like <laughs> you playing Tech Bowl over Madden, you know. But it's like growing Think up. Think about with, these signees. They so they're I mean, they were born in '02. Oh, I make fun of them all the time. I'm like, you're born O2, bro. Like, you don't you don't remember anything that was fun. <laughs> like, you you don't you just you, you don't know anything. <laughs> they, 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 memory card? What is that? Yeah, like, it's like you you've you've always known the iPhone. Like, you don't you you don't know anything fun, bro. Like, you you don't play basketball outside. You have only played basketball in the gym. Like, it's a landline. It's you never play curveball. That's why I just make fun of all the. I know I'm young, but I make fun of all the, the super young kids. Like, yeah, you. So that that just gives me more carte blanche to just make fun of you for our age difference. No, no, because you're actually old. See, <laughs> see. At what point? At what point do you? What, what's the What's the number, Norm? What's the number? From what the younger people have told me, <laughs> it's thirty. Really? Yes, because I'm gonna say that's when their favorite sports players. They start seeing hit the wall because it's like me and Odell, we're both 28. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. But when Odell turns 30, turns 31, like Chris Paul, Chris Paul's 32, I want to say. No, Chris Paul's older. Who's just turned hard and harsher? Everybody's starting to turn on him. But when you're 28. Chris Paul's older. Chris Paul's like yes, 36. That's why I had, to, yeah. I had to go back to Harden. When like Harden, KD, they're 30, 31. And it's like. <laughs> it's like, see the, the fans are turning on him. As soon as you turn thirty, it's like oh, hard, hard this geezer. Thirty or already put on thirty? He, he, both, both. He's trying to eat his way out of Houston right it's now. Magic City, Scott. I keep telling you, so that's why this cage, Cajuns in being that Peach Bowl. We'd be in Magic City. You How see? can the Cajuns get to the Peach Bowl? Can it happen? We'll talk about it next, right here. It's the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prater. That's Norman Locke. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Norm and I spent the break talking about our appreciation. Memories. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. We're going to spend a day later on talking about our a few of our favorite players of all time in basketball. We'll, we'll get to that on another day. But we should do the New Orleans. But I think I think I think if we just had a list of like one, we might have the same guy on it. A list of three will definitely have at least. At least one same guy on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know how big of a Tulane fan you were, but I was a big Matt Forte fan. Oh, I'm I'm talking about basketball. Talking oh yeah, I'm just saying New Orleans. Oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm just sorry. saying like New Orleans. Oh, you athletes player. to come out. Yeah, of, of, of that played in the New Orleans market. I was a big Matt Forte fan. Glad Forte got paid, man. He got that that contract that he earned. Um, all right, the Cajuns. How do you get to the Peach Bowl? Some feel like it's simple. You win. Mm-hmm. Tulsa wins. Mm-hmm. Iowa State wins. That helps. Okay. But some feel like, oh, it's just you win and Tulsa beats Cincinnati. You're going to move ahead of, obviously, Coastal. You're already a few spots ahead of Tulsa in the college football playoff rankings. And the G- the group of five representative in a New Year's Six Bowl is the highest-ranked G5 team that is a conference champion. That's it. That is a conference champion. So, we just spent a lot of time talking about how no one should ever trust the college football playoff committee for any reason whatsoever. Any reason. Why would, like, the, the, Tulsa is four spots back of Louisiana. They're 23rd. Louisiana's 19. Um, Coastal Carolina's 12th. Cincinnati's 9th. If Tulsa beats Cincinnati by, I don't know, two scores, and the Cajuns beat Coastal by one or two, whatever, and Iowa State, you know, doesn't look good at all in the Big 12 championship, don't, don't I, I, believe me, without question, I am rooting like crazy for the Cajuns to go to the Peach Bowl. Yes, Louisiana sir. in a New Year's Six Bowl would be awesome for the program, awesome for the fan base, awesome for every kid on that team. It would be awesome for us. It would just, it would be awesome. I'm going. I will be there. So just, just to, just for the record, I will be just there. So there's no confusion. I really, really, really hope it happens. I will be there. I would just say, don't, don't count your chickens before they hatch. I mean, Iowa State, if they beat Oklahoma at, at 11 a.m. in their game on Saturday, that's a good start. But if they don't, eh. Cajuns can win. That's great. Sunbelt Conference champs. You avenge the one loss you had. And then you sit there and you watch Tulsa and Cincinnati. And even if Tulsa wins, just, just wait. Just wait until word comes out Saturday night, Sunday morning before you get too excited because you just don't don't trust this committee. Now, so, you could say, why would they put Tulsa ahead of them? I don't know. Why did they do anything, guys? <laughs> so my question is, what bowl... Are you putting your eggs in that the Cajuns could make? Well, it's it's one of only three bowls. I okay. mean, I, I don't, you know, Keith Gill, the commissioner, who I, you know, asked a few questions to earlier this week, um, and the fans weren't crazy about his responses. But you know, Buckley was reporting a few weeks ago about something Dr. Maggard had said, AD at UL, that, well, you know, maybe there there's some other bowls where they're not able to fill uh, their representative, and he's not talking about New Year's Six necessarily. Right. He's just saying ones that don't have Sunbelt tie-ins, maybe those are a possibility. And Keith Gill, in his response to Tim Buckley, said, 
Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I think our our focus is pushing for a team in year six and then our Sunbelt tie-ins. So the way I look at it, it's either the Camellia, the Cure, or the Peach. You're either playing Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, or you're playing in the Peach Bowl. That's what's – if it's anything are, other than that, I would bet money on that. I would bet money on that. And it's which one bowl of those is three. the one after Christmas? I think that's the Cure. So if I'm looking at a calendar, the Cajuns will play at two. It's two thirty Saturday, right? That's correct. Okay, two thirty Saturday, and then if they were to play on Christmas, it would be a six day turnaround. Camellia Bowl, one thirty Christmas Day, I think. By the way, the Saints play that day, (laughs) and the Pelicans. The Saints play at three thirty on. I mean, like and. It's Christmas. And it's Christmas. Uh, but, yeah, you, you, they could play, if if they're in, they play uh, Buffalo, maybe, or Ball State. Uh, you could play Ooh, in the Buffalo. Cure Bowl, which would be, um, I don't know, maybe FAU, Texas San Antonio, uh, or, you know, Peach, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, January 1, 1130, mm. against Georgia, maybe. You know, like uh, that's 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 where that's where they're at right now. If it's not one of those three, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if it's not. one I of just those you three. know, and I wouldn't bet today on the peach for all the reasons we said. You need a few things to happen, which mm-hmm. are a possibility, and then you also need to rely on the committee just doing the right thing. And all the current rankings would line up with that probably happening. But again, I would just not much. I would just wait. How would the playoff? committee feel because I, I mean me personally feel if the Cajuns end up as high as 12th right as long as it's higher than the American Athletic Championship game winner then the Cajuns are in the Peach Bowl okay okay as so, long as it's higher than that now if Cincinnati wins it's not gonna be higher than Cincinnati right if Tulsa wins and the Cajuns win and you would like to think that Iowa State winning would help the Cajuns yet somehow maybe you know what Cincinnati did wrong this year Norm they forgot to schedule UL and lose at home by 17 because had they done that, they actually probably would have moved up in the polls this past week by the college football playoff committee's reasoning and, and instead of not playing a game. So my thoughts is the Cajuns could be a top 15 ranked team playing in the Sunbelt tie-in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Coastal, you know, the, as far as the AP and coaches poll goes, I mean, if they win Saturday, they're going to be – they're already get, definitely going to be a top 15 team. And probably in the college football playoff, maybe maybe not 15, maybe it's 16, but it's still enough to get you in that game. But, yeah, you the Cajuns could win, and if Cincinnati wins, the Cajuns could be – they're going to be a top 15 ranked team, and they'll probably be in, in, the, uh, in the Cure or the Camellia. That's now, what's going to happen. Now, my second question is now, Coastal Carolina, do they get in the Peach Bowl if they – they should, but not if Cincinnati wins. wins? No, and, okay, so Coastal so, would be undefeated, ranked in the top ten with three, and, with four, five wins, and they would be either in the Camellia, the Cure. Would they have four or or three? I think Coastal has a win against UL and a win against BYU, but I think this are only uh, teams against ranked teams this year. But they they would then have three, so they'd have three wins. They'd be ranked in the against top twenty five teams. They'd be ranked in the top ten. Yeah, and they'd be in the Camellia Cure. I mean, those are the Sunbelt Bowl tie-ins. Man, that's crazy. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most – most I think maybe – I could be wrong because they're – the Bulls – it's like a fluid situation. Some aren't happening this year, but they change these – 
But for years, there were all of the bowls were, tie-ins were okay. In this bowl, it's a G five versus a G five. In this bowl, it's a it's a P five versus P five. Right. Like I don't even know if there's one currently. There might be one that matches a a a, a, a somebody that finishes low in a P five against the G five. But most of them, again, there the, even the bowl system is set up because a G five beats P five in a big bowl game. What is, like is that is that good for the powers that be? The only chance it has of happening right now each year is is in the New Year's Six Bowl, whichever tie-in is for a group of five school. I know I'm rambling. I hope this makes sense, but like it just <laughs> it goes back to way just the system's kind of set up, you know. Um, but but whether it's look whether it's UL, whether it's Cincinnati, whether it's Coastal Carolina, whether it's Tulsa, I don't think it'll be Tulsa, but it could be. Um, if it is, it means the Cajuns got robbed. But Whoever it is, just root for them in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Yeah. Root for them hard. Because even even if they get blown out, it doesn't prove anything, but but all the blowhards that are like, see that? See, they, they didn't belong there. Georgia. <laughs> you just hope they go in there and they just, just smack them around. I mean, people made fun of Central Florida years ago because, you know, they said, hey, we deserve a national championship. We went undefeated. And it's like, they did everything they were supposed to be to right. do, and all y'all did was just put them Not in the Peach Bowl. That's yeah. all y'all did. Nah. Like, like, why, of course they're of course they're PO'd, guys. Nah. Of course they're mad. Now, nah, of all the games and all the players you have seen in college football this season, who's your Heisman pick? <sighs> well, I want to say Travis Etienne, but it's it's not. I mean, he's. I love him. But he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not the Heisman this year. I love him. I, I don't know him personally, but I love him. I know he's from Jennings. I don't know him personally. I, but I, I, as long as he doesn't go to the Falcons, I'll be rooting for him in the NFL. Well, like I, I told you, supposedly he can end up a Dolphin. I'll, I'll I will root for him. You know, that's gonna be my be my. Two um, who's that? I don't know, man. Norm, it's such a weird year in college football. But uh, Devontae Smith, man, the, the Louisiana native wide receiver for Alabama. Hard not to lean that way. I know they usually go quarterback, but I think this yeah. season they got they got I, I they think, have to give it to them. No quarterback not, has man. stood out this season as like it's not like they had a Colin Murray type season yeah. or or, or Joe a Burrow. Joe Burrow type season. Like I don't see any any you know the guy from the guy from Florida State. I mean not a Florida State, but guy from Florida Gators. But you just lost to LSU, so I'm sorry. Your Heisman hope was done. That shoe, man. God, dog, that <laughs> oh, shoe. Oh, by the shoe strain. The shoe. What, so you was watching the, What did you do? What was your reaction? I laughed. I laughed. I would have laughed no matter who did it. Unless it, <laughs> I was just like, as soon as I saw six flat, every, every I was flag. Like, I was like, it's after the, someone, I didn't know what it was. I was like, it's unsportsmanlike on, on either LSU or Florida. I was like, it's, and if it's on Florida, like Dan Mullen is going to explode. Now, I figured it might be like, you know, celebration. Yeah, or like like somebody said something, or someone like kind of shoved someone after the play. Not in a million years <laughs> would I have guessed that someone picked up a shoe and threw it twenty yards. And I'll be honest, I I I I I know I might be in the minority here. I really feel bad for Marco Willis because, first of all, Dan Mullen's reasoning is so dumb. But that's just he's always gonna. He's like the college football playoff committee, but just for his own team. Oh no, he had. Oh, you gotta, you gotta. I don't try know. To Some coaches will in. come out and be like, 
that's that's just that was so stupid. But he wouldn't even do that. Now I don't know what he told him behind closed doors. But like he's not in the moment. He is. There is no way that he's thinking at all. He's just like, you know, yeah. It's, I don't, yeah. Like it was dumb. But like everyone's like some of the things that were said to his like family and him from like Florida fans and others. It's like, God, man, he didn't. In that moment, he's not thinking at all. Like I'm gonna do this. It's about me. He's just like. Yeah, like, screw Dave you, man. We're into it. Yeah, I'm gonna chop That's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. Was it was it dumb? Of course, it was. It was. A, it was a dumb mistake. But like, it just I'm not even like I'm not even excusing it. It just guarantee that Florida wins that game. But it it's gonna be tough for LSU and OT in the swamp and all no. that. It was. Hey. That was that game was drunk. And then. LSU, that was you realize that was the longest field goal in LSU history, and he could have made that thing from like sixty three in, in the fog. No, that's why it was so. And funny. It was wet. What was so funny is I I I don't know if everybody noticed. Like after the flags, after everything, they kept putting the camera on number three, and with that fog, Scott, he kept disappearing like the Homer Simpson meme. He kept <laughs> yeah. disappearing, and I was no like, way. I was like, he slowly made it to the sideline, then they put the camera on him again. He just slowly started disappearing. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's he's sneaking out the stadium. I was crying tears. He felt so bad, dude. God, he melted into the. I'm telling you, the Homer Simpson <laughs> meme. Yeah, just he just melted right into the, the bushes, like because I'm like, you saw him throw the shoe. Cameras on him. He he, he walks to the sideline. People are talking to him. And then he's just like you see the three. And then he just starts slowly vanishing. The the only way he can he can redeem himself at all is if he like picks it off or. If they win, he still gets, he still gets like keeps the shoe. a ton That's of flack. But like people are like, it was so dumb, but thank good. But the fact that they lost and they had a shot at the college football playoff, it was like there's something about college football losses Ooh. that in the NFL, like there's some if they're in the playoffs that are like you'll just never get over it. But in college football, there are regular season losses for some teams that the way they unfold, you never forget about it. Like it, until the day you die, like it is, it is there. It is gut wrenching. It is crushing. As many years later as the night it happened, like for Florida fans, you know, for Florida. Dan Mullen, for for poor Marco Willis, that is one that will that unforgettable. And for that poor guy, he's going to be remembered for that. Like Legarrette Blunt had a a good NFL career, won a number of rings. Folks still remember when he punched that dude yeah. when he was at Oregon. Like there's some moments in college football, and I know that wasn't. A play in a game, but there's some moments in college football where you can do something, and it's like, like Marcus Williams for the Saints, NFL playoff game, like, not a bad player, might probably gonna have a long career. That play in Minnesota is like, sorry we'll man, remember. sorry man, like that's what when folks Google you, that's the first thing that's gonna come up every time when someone Google's Marco Willis, I think that's his last name, like it, for the rest of your life, the shoe is gonna, that's what's gonna come up, and that. That sucks for those guys, man. He's that a sucks. senior. That's why I was like, that's your last memory. That's well, he's still they're playing Saturday. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You but, know, and, and probably in a bowl game. And but geez, man. Oh, it's uh side I'm sorry, note, I keep saying w- w- Willis. Was it Williams? I don't know. Side note, did you even catch when did you did you I don't know. I know you on that not the you know, aficionado of Marco Wilson, of, I'm sorry. Watching college football. But did you see? Did you ever catch Johan has a son that plays basketball, and he I, like he's really really good. Like he's really really good. I was watching the South Carolina game, and uh, 
not this past week, but yeah, I was just, I don't know why Johan came up right here, but I was like, he is really good. I'm like, okay, Johan's under the radar. What school did he go to? He, uh, so he has his oldest son, Johan Jr., was like on a, on a practice squad this past year, maybe in Baltimore. I think he was in the XFL. But what's his other son's name? J.C. J- J- Horn is like. It's- I think you're right. J.C. Oh, yeah. J.C. is in J-A-Y-C. Oh, yeah. Well, it's spelled funky. <laughs> yeah. That's how our uh, my co-worker of mine in the building, J.C. on KTDY, so spells his name like that. Yeah, so yeah, cornerback for South Carolina, JC, uh, JC Horn. Yeah, no, nah, he's nice. I got, I got him on the Cowboys radar. You know, Joe, man. Joe Horn. That barbecue sauce. Saints Hall of Famer. Hey. Four time Pro Bowler for the Saints. That's one of the rare Saints players that I, I could probably rock with today. Like if I see Joe Horn, I probably, what's up, Joe? Yeah. Ask him about. Healthcare fraud case, or maybe you don't. Uh, Not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> throw the barbecue hey, you pled uh, guilty of one count of conspiracy to commit uh, healthcare fraud. and Can you tell uh, me about that? Yeah. Which it, I, there was a scheduled sentencing, but it, you know, 2020, yeah, just uh, stay How'd you leave? The thing is, like, <laughs> he's he's a guy that even somehow he play, he spent one year in Atlanta, and like Saints fans still, they they still love him. Like, he's he is one of the most beloved players in Saints history. I did a a Saints Happy Hour podcast with a friend of mine. He calls it drunk, drunk Saints history, where he drinks and like <laughs> he, he and drinks. he drinks. I think I had a beer, and you like they talk about different Saints stuff, and um, they do a lot of different episodes. But the the drunk Saints history is one of. It's not like every episode of the podcast is it. Usually, when he does a drink drunk Saints history, he'll bring in somebody that's not on the regular podcast. And so I've done it a few times, and I and I remember a few years ago, I'm like. We got to do one that's just on Joe Horn. And man, we spent like 50 minutes and everything from like his quotes in the paper in 02 when the Willie Rofe like wife rumors were out there. Like it was, it was like, I, I was like, you know what, man? I, I had to come, I came back into this building late at night and, and he's a friend of mine. I wanted to do the podcast. I was like, I've stayed up late and this has been like the most fun I've had just talking about Joe Horn for an hour. Right. Some of the stories and like I remember I, I produced his, he used to have a radio show in New Orleans called the Joe Horn Show, and he'd, like, go to, like, Hooters or something, and they would do the show, and I'd be back in the studio. And, like, most callers, they just would call and be like, I just I want to call in. Uh, I want to just tell Joe he's the man. Like, like <laughs> we'll, we'll let him know. Like, they just wanted to talk to him, but they didn't want to add anything relevant. And so callers would get so ticked at me because I was the call screener, and they'd be, I'd be like, I, I, I'll let him know. They're like, well, I want to tell him. I'm like, it's just not like we're trying to talk about the game or something different. And then they smart they'd like lie and then they get on the other like oh well, joe I, I i just i love you man you're like my fa-. and da, 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 da. and he'd be like well you sir are a scholar and a gentleman like you know, <laughs> pat yourself on the there i'll give you two it's so funny <laughs> let me see if i have this clip dang it i have this clip somewhere of um when i had joe horn on a year or two ago i'm gonna say the big three the yeah, big four i'm gonna give it the big four i big might even four. i might even have it at the beginning of this let me see this is me a few years ago I had to let Joe uh, – we're going to get to the call in a second. I had to let Joe know something. Just – I built him up just to just to, just to to bring him back down. down. Just just right out the <laughs> gate. Let me see and if I Joining us now here. here on the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank, ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com. Member of the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, one of the fuzzies my mother owned and wore to the game. Oh. That would be Mr. Joe Horn. Joe, what's up, dude? 
What's up, baby? I'm, I'm, that's much respect to know that your mom represents 87. I appreciate that. I just wanted to give you that light note. Well, yeah, but I got to tell you, Joe, you know, I mean, later in your career when you went to Atlanta, she had to get rid of the jersey. I'm just being honest. Oh, oh my goodness. Hey. I, <laughs> I decided to, I had to keep it real. You got know? him out the paint right quick. He was like, oh, if your mom's not upset, I just I had to do it for my career. I'm like, oh, like I, it's business is business, no, man. It's business, man. Uh, one of a kind, Joe Horn. All right, let's uh, let's take a phone call, 269-1077. Welcome into the show. Hello. Yeah, I listen to what Norm's what, what Norm said about Joe Horn's son, but he got some wiggle. He's good, man. He's JC good. Horn, he, yeah. He, he, has, he has guns on the radar, you know. Uh, he's strange, strange enough, I don't know why his daddy beat Joe Horn, but he's got a bit under the radar. But he's a good player, though. But I, I, I want to... Um, Know what y'all think about Lewis Riddick? Name's been coming up at as a GM. You know his name been coming up. Who y'all um, see him uh, being uh, working for? Like which? Uh, well, the li- the Lions have already the Lions have already reached out and asked. And the Texans, on. I want to say. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think he, need, he he for sure deserves a front office uh, job. He's he's very knowledgeable. Um, the players love him. I think I think he could be a tremendous GM. I think he needs to be in the front office. And he already has a history. I mean, he was he from a scout to director of pro personnel. It's not like he's just a broadcaster that yeah. used to play, you know, back in the '90s. That now is just going to move into a role. Like he he has a, a a resume where he worked with teams as a as a guy that evaluated talent. So. Um, and, yeah. and and for teams that won playoff games when he was there, it's not like he was Matt Millen in Detroit as the GM, you know. And then um, yeah. Sean Payton was just on the the Huddle and Flow podcast. That's what it's called. Uh, um, and speaking up on getting more African American people into front office jobs and positions, so he pro- he probably got Sean Payton pulling for him because Sean he was attacking on the podcast saying that uh, yeah. the representation of African-American black GMs in front office positions need to be more. So I, Sean yeah, Payton probably like pushed Payton should do that. Yeah. It, it, I think, you I know. think his history, his pedigree definitely helps him. football. Uh, the, uh, yeah. uh, broadcasting has helped heighten his profile, but you know, I mean, when the Lions hired Matt Millen, which was a disaster to be their president and oh. CEO, he had been, he was a good player. He was a he was an okay broadcaster, but like he had no front office experience at all. Zero. And they're like, oh, yeah. you know, people seem to like him. Let's make him president and CEO. And the Lions were the worst team in football the entire <laughs> time he was there. Like, if Riddick was just going from the booth to possibly a high end front office job, I'd be like, I think I think he's I think he's jumping a few steps. But he are he's not. I mean, he's he's ready for that spot. He's earned it, and uh, yeah. I think wherever he goes, he'll probably. I do a really good job. The Detroit name, Detroit is the first uh, one that came up when I heard his name. I said, "There you go, Detroit." I would I, believe it okay. or not. I would go, go even though even though Detroit, you know, Lions football is is been for the majority of its existence a disaster. I would go there other than the Texans, just based on ownership. At both is shaky, but and and I, and this is going to sound so dark and demented, but I, I could see a, I could see a new regime of ownership coming in Detroit yeah. because of age yeah. with Miss Gina. Uh, so, you know, and mm-hmm. that's that's just 
And then you look at at, at you got Houston more pieces to move around too because I can, guess so. I you don't can know. you can you can move Matthew Stafford and bring in and start completely fresh, like you said. Whether you you already paid Deshaun well, Watson, terms of draft capital, and, yeah, yeah, and draft yeah, capital. You yeah. you got Deshaun Watson, you have your stud, but you don't got nothing else in the, with with Houston. You, you just you got to go somewhere where they're gonna give you enough space to just do your job correct and uh, and and i think look if another team comes call like those are two that might not be the most ideal place just in regards to ownership so if another team comes calling i might there's maybe only one or two other teams i'd be like yeah i might rank lions or texans higher than them but there's not too many so Mm -hmm. if you can get one take it but if someone else calls probably gonna end up being better situation than than houston and detroit i wonder I want to give a two-page Jones whatever harm. What's that? Jerry Jones? I said I want to give a two-page Jones whatever harm. Jerry, Jerry's going to call the shots. Yeah, no, nah, Jerry, you understand. You don't tell yeah. billionaires what to do. I keep telling people, you don't tell He's billionaires. calling the football shots, too, though, yeah, is what dude, I mean. You, know. you, don't, you, you don't tell I'll Jerry. hire you to come in and tell me that I'm right. That's, that's, that's Yeah, Jones you don't tell mindset. billionaires what to do wrong. You no, man. Yeah. I can't stand your owner. Crooked two-page. Y'all have a good one, y'all. <laughs> Just a quick Jared Jones oh, shot. Oh, the leather face. What other owner other than Robert Kraft would you mind partying with? I wouldn't want to party with either of those guys. <laughs> Robert Kraft take you to the massage parlor. Oh, oof. <laughs> have some fun. The seedy massage parlor in a strip mall in, in Florida. Florida the same day he's flying to Kansas City. So you wouldn't want to party with? I've, I've seen the picture of Jerry Jones partying. He, he looked like he's having fun out I'm there. Good man, I'm good. It's not my lifestyle, Norm. You know that. Yeah, I know. That's not me. That's gonna do it. Saints, Kansas City. Who you? Who wins? Oh God, we forgot to make our picks. Who wins? Who wins? That's, that's, who I think wins? I think Kansas City wins. Kansas City. Wins. Um, you beat me in the picks last week by two. Well done. Thank I guess you. we'll skip picks this week. We'll do it off the air. How about yeah, that? Okay. All right. Don't go anywhere. Steve Pelegrin's next with Beyond the Game. It's ESPN1420.com. Down, this is something real.